coming up, a new method to help you embrace the power of the word no. Oh, and I've got maybe the summer's best beach read. Plus our distraction of the week. I'm Mel. I'm Dave. This is the Library of Lost Time. We have said many times to each other that we have the loveliest patrons and listeners in the podcast biz. Yes. I love learning about what our Strong Sense of Place community is up to. We have some talented people in our audience. We do, yeah. And I was very excited to learn about the book, The Power of Saying No by Vanessa Patrick. If you have trouble saying no and protecting your boundaries, this is the book for you. The author, Vanessa Patrick, grew up in Mumbai, India, and has lived in the U.S. for over two decades. She is now a professor and associate dean at the Bauer College of Business at the University of Houston. With this book, she is encouraging us to use what she calls an empowered refusal and to think of the ability to say no as a super skill. I like is, it. That gives me ideas of like a superhero with a giant no on the chest of her suit. <laughs> a cape says no yeah, on the back. I will not. <laughs> The book outlines a three-part framework to help you say no to things that aren't a good fit for you. It includes a very relatable explanation of why we say yes when we actually want to say no. And it provides guidance for handling pushback from people who don't want to accept your no. So there's a lot of practical advice in here that can be very helpful in real life. To build her case, Vanessa uses psychological research and relatable cultural references. So the book is really fun to read while you're also building up your toolbox. There are little quizzes, there are questions you can use as prompts, and there are phrases you can practice saying to feel empowered. Aside from the building the toolbox aspects of this book, the thing I really liked about it is that it leads with empathy. One of the benefits of an empowered refusal is that when we feel empowered, we can increase our empathy, both for the person who's asking us to do something and for ourselves. We have a firm culture of no at our house. We do. And I enjoy it. (laughs) But we also use the framework of empathy. Oh, 100%. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Not just refusing everything out of hand. No, no. (laughs) It's not easy to get there, though. No. It's taken work. Yeah. And this book is very helpful if you want to do some of that work. Yeah. It's The Power of Saying No, The New Science of How to Say No That Puts You in Charge of Your Life by Vanessa Patrick. If you're looking for a summer beach read, I've got a great title for you. It's Bad Summer People by Emma Rosenblum. I love that title. Yeah. It's about a tiny town on Fire Island where rich people go to play. Our main characters are two couples and their single friend. They all seem like horrible people. (laughs) There are secrets and backstabbing, infidelities, and so much drama. And then right in the middle of it, a murder. Yes, I'm in. (laughs) The reviews have been exactly what you want. People are calling this delicious, dishy, dark, smart, sexy, and irresistible. I read three different write-ups and they all mentioned White Lotus. (laughs) (laughs) If you like that kind of rich people behaving badly story, I suspect you'll enjoy this. It just came out at the end of May. It's Bad Summer People by Emma Rosenblum. And now our distraction of the week. So a new strong sense of place comes out on Monday. But before we say goodbye to the theater and move on to Kenya, I wanted to mention some things I learned about William Shakespeare. Shakespeare died in 1616, and seven years later, two of his friends, two actors, put together a large volume of his work. It was called 
Mr. William Shakespeare's Comedies, Histories, and Tragedies. And it was printed in a folio format, which just means that it was one big piece of paper folded in half and then printed on what would be all four sides. Scholars decided that Mr. William Shakespeare's Comedies, Histories, and Tragedies was a lot to say, so we call that book the first folio. According to Paul Collins, who's the chair of English at Portland State University, the publication of this work went almost unnoticed. Really? Yeah. Only 750 copies were made, and many of those were gone before the turn of the 18th century. There are 235 known copies now. Two of them were found as late as 2016. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> the last one was found in a stately home on a Scottish island. Check your attic. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah. Or if you can't find one, you could buy one. A copy, <laughs> a copy just uh, last year sold for $2.4 million. Oh, pocket change. Yeah. And that was significantly down from the copy that sold for almost $10 million two years before. Of the 36 plays printed in that book, 18 had never been published. Without that book, we would likely not have The Tempest, Twelfth Night, Measure for Measure, or Macbeth. Wow. Yeah. Scottish play. Yeah. I bring all of that up because this year is the 400th anniversary of the printing of the first folio. Back in 1623, two friends and a tiny printing house were working on preserving their friend's work so that we could all enjoy it. If you want to know more about the first folio, there's a book by Paul Collins, the professor I mentioned. It's called The Book of William, How Shakespeare's First Folio Conquered the World. Colin traces the history of the first folio from its printing through its rising and falling popularity through the centuries. If you lean more towards fiction and you want to walk in Shakespeare's world for a while, there's a book called Hamnet, a novel of the plague by Maggie O'Farrell. In that, she takes the reader back to the 16th century to witness the death of Shakespeare's only son and the creative fallout from that. That book was widely praised when it came out in 2020. I will also be sharing a video that I watched recently about an unboxing of the first folio in a library archive. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it's really nice. Really well done. I'll put that in the show notes. I'm used to unboxing videos of like cell phones and stuff. <laughs> Visit strongsenseofplace.com slash library for more details about the books we discussed and links to all of that yummy Shakespeare stuff. Thanks for joining us on the Library of Lost Time. Remember to visit your local library and your independent bookstore to lose some time yourself. Stay curious. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you.